Lord bless you. You may be seated. God bless you tonight. God bless our singers. Good saints of God and all that's in this house tonight. What a touch of the Lord that's in this place. Presence of God. It's working and ministering in our lives and our hearts here tonight. If you don't mind, let me talk to you for just a minute. So just sit down, catch your breath and rest up a little bit. Praise God. I know the singers need a break. God bless them. I thought, man, we may already take an offering up for them. Give it to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can I talk to you just a second? Just a minute. You know, I've been really kind of focused, I guess you might say, in a sense, working toward, especially our children, our young children. Get the Holy Ghost, uh, have a passion, have a desire for it, want it. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't do that just here. I'm, I'm working on it at the house. And uh, I'm not going to embarrass Anlin tonight, but uh, I'm going to use her tonight. <laughs> uh, the other day we was doing around, and actually it was yesterday, and uh, we was talking about praying and doing something. <laughs> and uh, I told her, hey, Adam, I said, you ready to get the Holy Ghost or something like that? So I put my hands on her. I done it in a playing, but you watch her children. They don't like to be put on the spot. Just like right now, she's under the chairs and <laughs> all that good stuff. But I'll tell you something. I believe the Lord's talking to me. You watch Tristan tonight. He came up here and. It's against our nature. There's a wall there that we're born with it. And it's not a wall that's easily overcome. And I'd love to tell you that it just crumbles and it's, it stays there, but that's not true. I could probably get every Holy Ghost filled person in this house to witness with me and say, you know what? I still have to struggle with that crazy wall sometimes. That old nature, that old part of me that just, you know, stepping out and responding and and I knew when I've been working and as I just working with her and just just I'm working on this because I want to see people get the Holy Ghost. I, I mean, I'm talking about get the Holy Ghost too. I, and I'm not downcasting thing else, but I'm talking about, amen. I'm talking about getting it in the power and a demonstration. But it, they won't be second guessing it. They won't be stumbling around about it. I mean, you know, when when they're, when they're earthly born in this world, you don't have to ask them. They know. They'll let you know they're born. Buddy. Whenever they don't start making sounds and, and moving and operating, what do you do as a mother? I tell you what, we done with Heath, buddy. We got worried, and we got worried quick. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't keep on doing what he was supposed to be doing. And it wasn't just a second. Hey, man, they rolled him out of there into the ICU and the attention care and all this attention and all that. And when they rolled us to them double doors and my mother-in-law and, and Sister Diane Berry was standing there. And them double doors opened up. My mother-in-law, the first thing out of her mouth was the baby. She could care less about mom and son-in-law at that moment. Second, where's the baby? She knew immediately if that baby wasn't with mom and daddy, there's something wrong. But tell you something, mamas and daddies, we got to get back in the round as a church. I want my baby born and not just half-hearted, not nonchalant. I want them having old-fashioned moving of the Holy Ghost in their life. Because that's what's going to get us out of the world we're in today. Too many deceiving voices, too many deceiving spirits. But there's a real Holy Ghost. There's a real Holy Ghost. 
And so we're going to work on that. Amen. It's, it's not really something to be ashamed of. It's just something you got to deal with. Hey, some of you let that wall keep you from getting in the party tonight. You want it to. But you just wasn't willing to step through that wall. You just wasn't willing, amen, to press your way and come on up and join the party. Because that wall was there. Some of them's walls about this tall. Some of them's about that. And some of you's walls are about this tall and about that thick. Because the enemy's used it so long and he just keeps adding mortar to it. Just makes it thicker and thicker. More calloused. But this God could tear that wall down in one service. When you call on his name. Those Jericho walls were no problem at all. They just sunk down. And from my understanding, a few years ago, they found those walls. Down in the earth. Digging them out. Man, God just got a way of proving what's in the book. That's all he's, it's, that's his business. Okay? God ain't, folks. Praise God. This is good for us. Hallelujah. Your labor's not in vain tonight. In the Lord. Praise God. There's some benefits from it. Another thing I want to just mention for a few minutes, and I'm not going to hold you long. You've done an awesome job tonight. You responded. God's been good to us. But um, just a little thought I want to leave you with tonight. <laughs> I'm not going to weigh it off, way off in it, I don't think. And you don't even have to stand. Just, just I'm going to just talk to you a little while tonight. It's found actually in Isaiah, the 45th chapter. And in this particular chapter is, is where you actually read when you start back up at the beginning of this chapter. It actually starts the heading of it talks about the anointed, the Lord's anointed, thus saith the Lord to his anointed Cyrus. Cyrus was a heathen king actually. But Cyrus is going to be called. He was prophesied about. God was going to use him and move upon him. And anoint him to accomplish something for God. And he begins to speak to him. He says, to Cyrus whose right hand I have holden. In other words, basically the Lord, the Jehovah God, is saying, I'm taking this king by the right hand. I'm going to lead him. I'm going to guide him. I'm going to make him a king like no other king for a purpose and for my purpose and for my reason. He begins to Isaiah prophesying and saying what he's going to do and what the Lord's going to do for him. He says he's going to subdue nations before him. They're going to crumble. They're going to come under subjection. He's going to defeat them. Other nations that maybe possibly others never defeated, overcome and overpowered. But because he was his anointed and he had him for a reason and a purpose, he anointed him and he was able to overcome those nations. He says, I will loose the loins of the kings. When you begin to talk about the loins of the kings of loins, amen, it's, it's actually, amen, it's a, it's a type, amen, of, of trembling. And if you remember, Belsadra, amen, that when the handwriting on the wall, he, his loins is loosed and, he, and his knees buckled. But the loins also represent where the belt, the leather belt's tied around. This is where the weapons is secured. And this is where we believe where strength comes from and power comes from, amen, as a king. But he said, I'm going to loose the loins of these kings. In other words, they're just going to tremble. They're going to fall because Cyrus is my anointed one. 
And I, I've called him, and I'm t- taking him by the hand, and I'm going to use him. I'm going to bless him. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I'll break in places, amen, pieces, the gates of brass. They tell us that Babylon had 25 gates on all four sides. All of them were brass. But when it came time, amen, those brass gates, amen, couldn't keep out the army that God sent to go in against them. Same way with many of the cities that he approached, cities that possibly couldn't have been overcome and defeated, amen. But because he was anointed and called of God, amen, you know what? God said, I'm going to break them. I'm going to break down them. I'm going to break them in pieces, the bars, amen. I'm going to break that bar that, that, that locked it from behind Nobody get in. I'm going to do this. I'm I'm going to operate this way. And so he goes on. He talks about uh, uh, talks about the king here, Cyrus. And I'm not going to go through all the verses because it's a long way to the 19th verses where I really want to get. Then about the sixth verse, he begins to pick up and talks about the one and only God. He says that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west. Amen. What is he talking about? That that all of the earth, all the world, from the east to the west, that they may know. Amen. That I am King. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. Are you hearing what he's saying? I, I formed and create. Amen. I'm the one that, I'm the sovereign God. I'm the one that rules and reigns in all these affairs. Amen. You know, I, I still believe way too much credit is given to the devil. Only thing the devil's ever done is deceived and lied and beguiled and tricked people. That's the best he can do. It really is. <laughs> Amen. We don't have to be deceived. We, we're not ignorant of his devices. We're not a people of the dark. That's in your Bible. That's scripture. We're people of the light. Amen. And so as you watch, this just begins to unfold about who he is. He said, drop down the heavens from above and let the skies pour down righteousness and let the earth open and let them that bring forth salvation. Let the righteous spring up together. I, the Lord, have created him. The earth itself and whatever. And we know that, that Cyrus also is a type or a likening to the Messiah. Okay? And so when the Messiah comes, how I many you believe the Messiah has come? And so we know with the coming of the Messiah, amen, there was what? Revival and miracles and wonders and signs. And, and though, even though it's been 2,000 years, you know what? Amen. He's still operating in the same realm. He's still operating in the same power and authority, amen, in our hearts and our lives. And so we find peace and we find comfort and we find joy, amen, in who he is as our Lord, as our Savior, as our King. And so all of this just kind of works together as we really begin to understand who he is and what he's doing for us. And, and I'd love to just take a moment and just go through all those verses, but I won't. Uh, but I will drop down as we make our way, say, to the 18th verse. For thou sayest... For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. He created this earth. He created it to be inhabited. <laughs> he formed it. But this is a verse, and this little statement really just leaped out at me. And so I want to give it to you. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. Now, we know God hadn't done this in a corner, and he doesn't expect it to be done in a corner. He's not ashamed of who he is. He's not ashamed of his gospel. He has written it down. Every promise he can fulfill, everything he's promised to you and I, he can accomplish. He can achieve it. Amen. If you go back and read all this, you'll see another place to talk about. He wrote it down. Amen. In the side of the king, he wrote it down. 
Amen. He had no problem. He had the power. He had the funds. He had the ability. Amen. When they come out of Babylon now, Cyrus is the king that was used. Amen. To build the temple. Amen. God had called on him to build them a temple. He sent them that, that said, it's your God. You go and build this temple. We're going to give you the funds. We're going to give the means. God, we're going to provide the way. God's still in the business of doing that. But, but here's the key of this particular verse that I thought would just really leaped out to me. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. I really believe I'm going to deal with a little spirit that's really captivated our country and possibly even this church. How many of you think it was worthwhile in the way that we sought after the Lord tonight? Sought his favor, his anointing and blessings in this house tonight. I mean, you really believe it was worth all the effort and all that you put into it. I believe every bit of it. Because, see, I don't believe it's in vain. If you listen to the world and some people and watch the action of some people, they think it's just a useless. That's what vain means. It's just useless. You're just wasting your time. Putting out all that effort and putting out all that energy. What are you getting so worked up about? That's the spirit of the enemy. It's doing everything it can to silence us and quieten us down. I don't know why y'all want to do all that old dancing. I don't know why you want to get up and do all that screaming. <laughs> I remember when we was outside last year, about this time, a little before this time. <laughs> and they weren't ugly about this. They really wasn't. But they made statement because they, they know me outside of church and they've never heard me preach. But they was close enough by in the community that they heard the outside. And the particular one told their spouse, said, man, I can't believe he's that loud. <laughs> but you get under the anointing and, and the, the, the drive and the passion, man, it, it, it creates something. It, it, it puts something on you. It puts something inside of you that, that you're not the same. Not under normal terms. So you know what? That's the reason we come here. We want to seek him. And, and I was going to preach on this a little bit tonight. But I won't, I won't take a lot of time. Because you know what? I believe God just proved tonight. Amen. Exactly what he wanted me to preach. It's not in vain in seeking him. It's not in vain to call on the name of Jesus. Don't listen to that lying devil. Don't listen to that lying spirit of the world. It's never in vain to do that which is right. Young people, it's always right. It is. It's not in vain. It's not useless. I tell you, there is a reward. Amen. Of giving yourself to Jesus and giving yourself to the Holy Ghost. And calling on his name and seeking his favor and seeking his promise and seeking his will. It's worth the journey. It's worth the fight. There's going to be some benefits with it you listen to the world they want you to seek this and seek that and seek everything but him they've done everything they can to take the name of Jesus out and take the name of Jesus off of everything but I can begin to go through the New Testament what about those that waited 38 years what about the little lady? Been bowed for 18 years until a man called Jesus came into her life. And in one moment, in one service, in one encounter with this Messiah, he spoke to her and she straightened straight up. Buddy. 
<laughs> she didn't stop there either. Bible said she praised and gave glory unto this God, Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, he's worth seeking. That's not all. Truth is worth seeking out. Truth is worth, worth a man seeking for. Truth, a man has the benefits and the reward with it. At whatever cost it costs me to seek it out and find it. It's going to be worth it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, seeking out Jesus' name baptism is worth the journey. Seeking out, amen, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is worth the journey. Seeking out the fellowship and a, a relationship with this almighty God is worth the journey. Seeking out the fullness and the will of God in my life. Part of our Sunday school lesson this morning. Romans that 12th chapter. Praying that we might know the perfect will of God. It's worth the journey. It's worth seeking it out. It's worth, it's worth pursuing that. I could, I could show you through the scriptures. How the different ones was encouraged. If they would seek him. Huh. One of the kings was encouraged. The man of God came to him. I told him, said, if you seek God. God will fight this battle. God will give you deliverance. God will work on your behalf. Asa was a king, a man. And so he done it. And so after he put all that in order, guess what happened? The people began to seek God. They unified together. They came together. Amen. They made a covenant. Hallelujah. Now, we haven't got this far yet. Hallelujah. But they made a covenant. Anybody that wasn't seeking God, they killed them. I'm not. We have a funeral or two or two or three deadheads. <laughs> oh, praise God. You call me anything but a deadhead, but I get it. I'm going to do something. And I didn't go over something, did it? <laughs> it's still in the Bible. I got it. I can show it to you. I want to be a seeker of Him, Brother Randy. There's a lot of things in life a lot of people want to seek, but I want to seek God and the heart of God and the mind of God and the will of God. Even in Corona, Brother Brad, I want to seek the voice of God, the heart of God, right in the midst of this pandemic. I know God's got a will, and I want to get in the will. I want to teach these little babies. You seek God. You seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom. Hey, that's up to us. It's not an automatic deal. It's not just going to happen. You've got to get the heart, the passion, the desire, the spirit to seek it out for yourself. Got to be honest with some of us tonight. That's what's wrong with some of us. We don't want to seek it out. We don't want to pay that price. Now we'll get up early and go make a dollar bill. <laughs> we'll make sacrifices to go make that extra money. But if we ain't careful, ain't a little bump in the road to keep us from coming to church. Now there's nursing. Don't take that wrong. But that's exactly what the devil's trying to do. The devil's got a goal in this pandemic too. But God's got one too. And I want his. I'm not about to let the devil win. I'm not about to let carnality win. We want the Holy Ghost to win. We want what we felt in this house tonight. Huh. Oh, there's going to be some nights. Hallelujah. You're going to be carried out of here. <laughs> Amen. There's going to be some nights, buddy. <laughs> some of you maybe have never drank in your life, but you're going to know what it feels like to get drunk. I'd love to see some of you drunk. 
you so precise about everything, buddy. A good Holy Ghost drunk would do you good. I'd love to see you up here boogalooing for Jesus and shouting and stunned and man and calling on the name of Jesus because you salt, you can have it, honey. But you gotta seek it out. You gotta seek it out. You gotta have a hug and a passion. I want it, I want it. It's worth the search. But you and I've got to be willing to seek it. You and I've got to be willing to make up in our minds and make up in our hearts that we want it. What's this? There's a revival in this end time. There's a latter rain in this end time. You know who's going to get it? It's those that seek for it. Hmm? You know who's going to find God? Those that seeks for Him. In fact, the Scripture encourages us to do it at a young age, at an early age. So that's what I'm working on. Slowly but surely, we're working on it. I want to tear down that wall. I want these babies not to be uh, intimidated. Amen. Or fearful about the Holy Ghost. About God and worshiping Him. I don't want them to be intimidated by the world out there. Oh, they don't have no problem, amen, uh, going along with folks out in the world whenever they go to the extreme playing ball. And they go to extreme partying their parties. And they go to extreme of doing their things. They don't have no problem with that. They don't have no problem. Amen. Lord, help me here. We can take them to ball camps and places like that Monday and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursday nights so they can pray on Friday night. But we can't go to midweek services. My baby's got a test in the morning. It's what we seek after. I want to seek after him. Man, I want to seek after that anointing. I want to seek after some old-fashioned anointing. Man, we got a taste of it up here tonight, buddy. Hallelujah. These singers, hallelujah, after a while. And, buddy, they got to fight. They got to fight that you don't have. Because they in a place, I'm telling you, the devil hates them. And he's trying everything he can to cause division. And he's trying everything he can to cause heartache. He's trying everything he can to keep it from flowing. Because he knows if, if this group gets anointed and stays on an anointed basis, on a regular basis, I tell you, they'll drive spirits out that you can't drive out. They'll set the stage, amen, that you can find deliver. They'll make your seeking a whole lot easier. They make your worship a whole lot easier because they sought the favor of God, the anointing of God, and got under it. But it don't just happen. You gotta seek it, attain it, get a hold of it, and let it get a hold of you. You gotta seek after Him. Praise God, praise God. We do love you tonight and appreciate you in this house tonight and the response that's been in this house. I'm hoping. I'm saying something tonight that will help us. That will help us to understand the battle and the struggle that we're in. Amen. Praise God. When you wake up in the morning, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? What's pulling after you? Heaven's pulling for us. Don't kid yourself. Heaven's pulling for us. Heaven wants us to win this race. Kevin, amen, I promise you. God wants to feel ever so. The promise is that he'll pour watch his spirit out upon all flesh. Amen. And that's exactly what he wants to do. Even in this service tonight. 
Amen. As you, you watch his presence and his power moves upon us and operates in the depths of our heart and in the depths of our souls and our minds. I'm telling you, there's nobody, nobody like Jesus Christ, amen, to, to work for us and to guide us and to direct us, amen, to who and what he desires us to be. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, you know what? There's some things that uh, some in the Bible didn't seek for because of the statements they already made about God. Amen. That God was going to be with them. You can go to Ezra, the 8th chapter. And it simply says this. And I was ashamed to inquire of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way. Because we had spoken to the king saying the hand of our God is upon, upon all of them for good that seek him. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. When you really get to seeking him. A lot of this other stuff you won't take out time to seek. Because you know where your answer is at. I don't need a shrinkhead to help my head. I'm going to tell you right now. Mine shrunk enough. I don't need no shrinkhead. <laughs> Praise God. I want one. Amen. Can multiply it. I want one. Amen. Can touch it and heal it. Hallelujah. Woo! Come on. I'm trying to help somebody. Some of you flirting around with some things. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. Some of you flirting around with some spirits and flirting around with some areas. Because it's bombarding our nation. It's bombarding our country. And it's slipping in. I don't know why I keep going back to that. I did the other night. But there is a purpose and a reason for that. But you know what? There's only one Holy Ghost. One Holy Ghost. Anybody believe in one God? I believe in one Holy Ghost. <laughs> now I believe there's measures of the Holy Ghost simply because of the seeker. I believe it's, we, we determine just how deep we want to walk. You're scared of water and don't like you know, going swimming and all that? You can stay around in ankle deep water. Play it around. You're happy. But if you're one of them, you know, really likes to swim and likes to do all that crazy stuff and dive and cut flips and man, you got to get in some swimming waters. You got to wade out into the deep. You got to cast out a little further. <laughs> Amen. You know, Jesus called the disciples. They'd been toiling all night, was done it to uh, right back ashore and cleaning their nets out and doing all that. And the multitude began to press Jesus on the shore. And so he calls Peter and says, hey, bring the boat here. He gets up on the boat and he says, go out a little piece. He goes out a little bit. He sits down and after he gets through teaching all the people, he looks at Peter and he says, hey, pull out there in the deep and cast your nets. Apostle Peter looks at him now. He's a master fisherman now. Not Jesus. Jesus was a carpenter. Huh? <laughs> but old Peter says, because he knew better. <laughs> he said, we've toiled all night and we had not caught a single thing. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, <laughs> we're going to go seek for them. We're going to go cast some nets. <laughs> I'm helping somebody right here. Hallelujah. That devil's saying, well, he told you that six months ago. And he told you that ten years ago. He's been preaching that for 25 years. <laughs> Ah, but it's still right and we're still seeking it and we're going to seek it until we find it until we experience it and you know what one of these nights we're going to pull out in those deep places we're going to cast them nets in and we're going to catch so many we can't pull them in we got to call for our brothers and sisters hey we need you to come help us you and I just got to keep a burning passion that our seeking is not in vain you're praying it's not in vain your worship is not in vain. Your calling on his name is not in vain. 
Jesus! Jesus! You're going to hear more of that. Because I believe it works. I believe it works above everything else. I believe it works above tongues. And you can debate that and fuss with that if you want to. But you don't have no scriptures to tell you, hey man, that all power is in tongues. But you got scripture to back up that all power in heaven and earth is in the name of Jesus. And when you really sell out to him and fall in love with him, falling in love with him all over again. Falling in love with him. Seeking him on a daily basis. Seeking him on an hourly basis. Oh God, we want your presence. We're seeking your favor, your anointing, and your touch. Because there's nobody like him, folks. There's nobody like Jesus to become a part of our lives. To find favor and direction in the home. To fill up all the void places and empty places. There's nobody like Jesus tonight. Praise God. Can we sing that? singing that tonight. I know you wore out. Praise God. I know the singers are wore out. God bless them. Falling in love. Man, falling in love again. Hallelujah. You've ever really fell in love? Hmm. I'm talking about really falling in love. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just you didn't you didn't reach that place. I may have about enough of you. <laughs> Praise God. You need to go work on the road somewhere or something. Oh, no. Praise God. Hallelujah. Falling in love. Amen. I want to fall in love with Jesus all over again. How about you? I want to seek him like I've never sought him before. What about it tonight? What about some of you that really hadn't put a lot of effort in seeking him tonight? got an opportunity tonight you could seek him you can find him but you won't ever find him unless you start seeking for him unless you start reaching for him he told Jacob which was Israel I never told you it'd be in vain seeking me regardless of how, how bad you failed me how often amen you came up short if you just turn and begin to seek my face Begin to cry out to me. I'll show you mercy. I'll come running back with compassion and love. Oh, we've all been there. We've all been there. I'm seeking my Lord all over again. That fellowship, that companionship, that love. Amen, amen. The joy of my life, the lifter of my soul. Hallelujah. It's wrapped up in Jesus. It's wrapped up in his presence and his compassion as we stand in this house tonight. What about it tonight? Anybody want to take out a little time and maybe pursue it a little more tonight? Seek him. Maybe you got something that you need to seek him for. That you need an answer. That you need some direction. But you know what? All you got to do is step out by faith and say, you know what? I'm going to go seek him. I'm going to go cry out. You ain't got to do it like somebody else. You just do it to, to the way you see feel. He wants you to seek him for this moment, for this time, for this direction. I'm telling you, a lot of the biggest mistakes that Israel made, they failed to seek God until they got in trouble. 
but they had kept seeking him on a regular basis. He would instruct them and kept them out of a lot of heartaches and a lot of troubles. There's something about this tonight. It's not in vain to seek this God. How about it tonight? God bless you. God bless these saints.
never did. 